Hello everyone, my name is JD and this is another episode of On the Lighter Side of Life. I hope everybody's doing well in this crazy world that we've got going on around us. And if you want to send us anything, we have an email. <laughs> it's jd.podcast1, the number one at yahoo.com. Send us your emails. We'll get them on the air just as quickly as we possibly can. I've got an email that uh, came from a gentleman named Jim, and he's teaching his son and his daughter how to drive. And he's teaching them how to drive in the old style pickup, what I call. Uh, they were very common back in my day, uh, where they had a four-speed on the floor. So I can relate. Uh, Jim, the best thing that I can tell you to do, in all honesty, get a hold of your insurance agent you know, and let him know what you're doing. So that way, if something goes awry, as we would say, then he's kind of aware of what's going on. He wanted to know how I got through this. Teaching children how to drive uh, nowadays is a, I can just imagine what that's all about and how that works. The only story that I can tell you is that one of my daughters, because I had an old Toyota pickup, had like 250,000 miles on it, had this pickup since like forever. You know, we got it almost brand spanking new back in the day. Took them out teaching them how to drive in it, and it had the four-speed in it, and it was also four-wheel drive, but we didn't get into that part. We just wanted to teach them just how to drive, how to shift, and apparently Jim's having the same problem trying to get them down, and he's doing it in, in traffic in town, and that's scary in the thought all of itself. Uh, I couldn't do that. I really couldn't. But anyway, I took my daughter, uh, one of my daughters out and was teaching them how to drive. She was getting down the... Um, the four speeds, you know, how to use the clutch and the brake and the gas. And she was getting it all synchronized and everything's going great. And I told her to take a right-hand turn up here. She was doing just fine. She went around the corner and she hit a little bit of gravel. Well, right when she went around that corner, she decided to give it more gas and she just kind of throttled up on it. So she was going around the corner. She gives it a little bit more gas and swung the back of the truck around and she hits the stop sign. Now, this is the only dent in this whole truck. Out of 250,000 miles, and I drove this silly thing, I never, I scratched it a couple of times. I'm not going to deny that. I did. I never put a dent in it. I never wrecked it. Uh, but the truck killer did. She hit that stop sign and put a great big dent in it, you know. Yeah, a truck killer. The whole thing is, I was just kind of lost my mind there for a little bit. I thought, holy cow, she killed my poor truck. <laughs> so, truck killer that she is, you know. And I don't know if she drives a pickup to this day or not. I know her husband has one. But I don't think he lets her drive it either, you know, because the, the story's out there. They know, okay? So, uh, Jim, just all I can do is say a good prayer every morning before you take her out and get a hold of that insurance guy so that way he knows what you're doing. Yeah, the truck killer. That's what she is. You know, I can remember back in the day, speaking of riding around and stuff like that, I can remember when I used to ride with my mom. and I'd be like seven, eight years old. Back then, seatbelts were a novelty. <laughs> Nobody used them back in the early 60s and i used to ride in the back very back end of my mom's car up in the back window when they when the cars actually had like a little shelf back up there where speakers were at and i'd ride back up there for hours not fastened in not the best thing to do but back in the day and you'd sit there and you'd wave at people you know they kind of look at you like you were a doll and you just kind of wave at them and freak them out <laughs> kind of stuff like that i used to let my kids ride in the back end of a suburban going up and down hills. You know, they used to get a kick out of doing stuff like that. Like I said, not advisable, but that's what we did back in the day. I can remember when we moved into a new house one time 
and a really pretty house. And two of my daughters decided to get in a fight while I was at work. Uh, Mind you, this house did not have a scratch on it, inside or out. It was gorgeous. And uh, when I come home, there was a big uh, sheetrock in one of the bedrooms had been caved in where they got into a fight. I had to fix that. And that's disheartening. You just get this house and you get moved into it and everybody gets set up. And all of a sudden, now I'm fixing walls in less than 30 days. So if anybody ever tells you that girls are, oh, they're easy to get along with, they're, they're real easy to raise and everything else, yeah, I'm malarkey on that deal. You know, that's like saying they don't eat. Oh, my kids ate. They ate quite well because they were in sports and cheerleading and all kinds of stuff. So, yeah, girls are not that easy, guys. Uh, so if you have daughters, let me say I am sorry right now. It's it's uh, not an easy task at times to to raise daughters. And I But I don't know what it's like raising sons. I have no idea. I got a question for you. You know, speaking about raising kids, what is this deal nowadays where uh, children and um, girls and guys, everybody's guilty of this. Uh, they're still living with their parents and they're in their twenties and in their thirties. And they're, you know, they're not wanting to kind of go out on their own. I don't understand that man. When, when I was chomping at the bit to be out when I was 18 years old and I did, I was gone by the time I was 18 out doing my own thing, you know, job and the apartment and all this good stuff. But nowadays, for some reason, children just want to stay home and, and, I know quite a few parents that that's driving them literally out of their mind. They're going like, this kid just doesn't want to leave. And they're not working a lot either. The the children aren't. Uh, Might be a little different, you know, if they were 19 or 20 and going to college, stuff like that. I have no problem with that. But when they're not in school and stuff, I have yet to figure out why a child, (laughs) after being raised for X amount of years, is still hanging around mom and dad, living with them. Why? You know, going out to lunch or dinner or something is one thing, but they're still living with them at home and they don't want to leave. And I've yet to, if somebody can tell me the answer to that, email me at jd.podcast1 at yahoo.com. Because I would like to really know how things are thinking like this. I see this all the time and you hear horror stories. You know, I've got a 40-year-old son living in the basement and, you know, he, he just won't move out kind of thing. If that would have been my mother back in the day, uh, she'd have blown my butt out. You know, that no questions asked, man. She, you're done. I've done my job. You're going. So someone explained to me how come kids nowadays, for some reason, just want to stay at home and they don't want to be out on their own. I have yet to figure that out. Somebody let me know. So just send me an email at um, jd.podcast with the number one at yahoo.com, because I really would like to get an an answer to this. If anybody can help, you're very much welcome to send us an email, and we'll take a look over it, and on the next podcast, we'll uh, talk about it. And, you know, I I get emails from people that ask me, going like, dude, where are you at in the whole grand scheme of the U.S.? I'm in the Great White North, is where we're kind of broadcasting from. Uh, We're just inside the U.S.-Canadian border um, up here. And it gets cold, uh, and I'm not the kind of guy that likes cold, but I'm here and because uh, I'm from the great state of Texas. And I ended up here back during the boom and just decided to kind of stay on. If anybody thinks that the weather in Texas, in Oklahoma, New Mexico, stuff like that can change on the drop of a hat, they don't have anything on us up here because this is one of the few places in the, all the northern states like North Dakota and Montana and Wyoming and stuff where they have to update the weather 
every three hours, every day, all day long. Because yesterday, as a prime example, at three o'clock in the afternoon, it was 67 degrees. It was great. The wind wasn't blowing. It was really pretty. But at 345 in the afternoon, we had a cold front come in here and we dropped 20 degrees in like 30 minutes. It just, when it hit, it hit, and I woke up this morning and had a light dusting of snow. So that's how crazy the weather can get up here in the great white north. Some people up here, you know, are are trying to get it to, want them to sell this state back to Canada. Canada don't want it. So Canada doesn't want it, you know. So anyway, like I said, we're up here in the great white north uh, where the the weather will change at the drop of a hat in just a, a matter of moments. The winters get extremely cold up here. So don't kid yourself. And anybody that's been here and been through a North Dakota winter, that's a hard winter, I'm telling you, because it just gets crazy. One minute the sun's just shining, and the next minute you've got a blizzard. So, yeah, hang on. I'll tell you something else that goes on up here, too, that uh, during the winter time up here, in the winter, you're doing good if you get about seven and a half to eight hours of sunlight. And the rest of the time, it's dark. But in the summer, it's a total roll reversal. The sun won't go down up here till between 10 and 10.30 at night. So, it, yeah, long days in the summer, uh, short ones in the wintertime. So the summers and the winters up here are quite extreme, and you just have to be prepared for them and to be ready to, to put up with the craziness that goes on. I'll tell you how bad it is up here for the people that on a good day in the wintertime, when it's 25 degrees and the sun is shining and there's no real wind blowing, You'll see people that's been up here for all their life. And I mean, and I thought they were nuts the first time I came up here. In 25 degrees, they're barbecuing, dude. Down in Texas, that's not even cool. You don't do that, okay? But in the great white north, at 25 degrees in the wintertime, they'll be out there barbecuing. I have seen guys (laughs) take their smokers and go buy blankets that's made for a hot water heater. And they'll wrap those silly things up, and they'll smoke meat in zero-degree weather. But we barbecue up here in 25-degree weather in the summertime. And when it's 25 degrees, the sun is shining, and the wind's not blowing, break out the beer, put the girls in the bikinis, because we're barbecuing, dude. And they do it up here. And the first time I saw that, these guys are nuts. I'll never be. And now I do it. So, yeah, anytime it's a 25-degree day in the winter, and that wind's not howling out of the north or northwest. We're out there barbecuing. And newcomers up here, when they see stuff like that, they they give you this look like, have you lost your mind? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, because the winters up here are like seven or eight months long where it gets really just tremendously cold and it's miserable and all this other stuff. So if we get a good day, if Mother Nature is really good to us, and gives us that 25-degree day, even 20-degree days. I'll, hell, I'll take a 20-degree day with no wind blowing, okay, and the sun shining, and the wife's looking at me going, break out the grill, we're barbecuing, and we're out there cooking burgers and brocks, and, you know, we're just doing our thing. And that is the about what goes on. And anybody that's been up here has seen that. They go home and tell their family, and they think their, their families look at them like, you're nuts. That's You're making that up. Nobody does that in 25-degree weather. Well, you might not do that in Oklahoma and Texas in 25-degree weather, but bring your butt up here to North Dakota, and you beg for those kind of days because they're not bad days because the wind's not blowing and the sun's shining. Barbecue at 25, break out the beer, bring on the girls with the bikinis because we're going to have fun. It's a good Saturday. 
I remember when me and the wife originally moved up here, and I kept telling her all year long that we were here because uh, we come up right around, you know, summertime kind of deal, and it was nice. It was beautiful up here. And I told her, I said, you got to start getting ready because the winter times up here are just drastic. You know, they're just like what it would be in Minnesota or over in Wyoming. They are miserable. And she's not used to this. Oh, no, she's a southern girl out of, out of the south end of the country. You know, she's not used to this. What's And I kept telling her, well, one day during the middle of the winter, the first winter she's up here, she wants to go to, to Walmart and buy some stuff for the house. And I says, well, have you looked out the door? And she goes, no, why would I? Well, I think you need to take a look out the door. And she looked out the door and it was a blizzard and she couldn't see the street. I kid you not. And we were in an apartment building and you could have thrown a rock from our front window to the street. Okay. But she couldn't see it. And she goes, we'll be good. You've got a truck. Oh, okay. So she meets me downstairs. She comes out. And now mind you, this poor girl is only dressed in a pair of everyday Levi's, almost like a spring summertime shirt. And what she thought was a heavy jacket. And she really, she runs over to the truck and she jumps into it. And I looked at her and I go, are you sure you really want to go to the store in this? We can't wait an extra day. And she goes, nope, we have to go today. Okay. So I proceed to the store at 20, 25 miles an hour. I had to park about halfway out into the parking lot. We, I get her out and I try to get her to the store as quickly as possible because it is, it is miserably, miserably cold. I get her inside Walmart and then she get, she was giving me this stink eye look, you know, like you're the evil person on, on the face of the earth. And I go, what's wrong with you? And she goes, why did you move me here? We don't do this. And I said, well, I had to come here, you know, if you want to work and do all the other stuff and everything. I said, this is the way winter is. And she just walked away pushing the Walmart card and going, I hate you. And she walks off. See? So she starts buying her groceries and everything. And we did our deal. We got back to the truck and we got back to the apartment. For two days, this girl didn't really want to talk to me because she thought I had moved her to hell, you know? And it's... It's just what it is. Here we go. But now here we are five or six years later. And if you look at her and go, hey, you want to go to the store? The first thing she does is she walks to that front door. She opens it up and she sees what the weather's like and she sees how cold it is. She'll look at our digital readout on, a, on the screen that we have for the outside temp. Then she knows how to get dressed and get ready, like everybody else does up here, because we have to dress in layers in the wintertime. <laughs> but that first winter, oh, what a hell of a deal that was, okay? So, yeah, she learned really, really quick that winters in North Dakota are nothing like Texas and New Mexico and California. Oh, no. when they In California, when they go, oh, it's, it's, it's a shivering 25 degrees, well, that's barbecue weather for North Dakota, bud, so don't talk to me about your shivering 25-degree weather, okay, when we deal with 47 up here below. So, so that's it for me this week, everybody. Uh, thank you for joining me. Remember, we come on every week, and this is you've been listening to On the Lighter Side of Life. Everybody have a good day. See ya.